is a triple threat. She sings, she dances, and she writes her own tracks based on personal experiences. It has been said that Amy's music offers relief that can be compared to that of your best friend, a mate to help you when you're down, but most importantly, that mate helps you back up again. And I am so thrilled that she has given up some of her time to be with us here today. Amy, it is always such a pleasure to catch up with you. Thank you. It's always so lovely to talk to you too. And that was a really nice intro. Thank you. (laughs) Well, how are you doing? Because I was um, stalking your Instagram yesterday. (laughs) It made me happy, but also made me a bit sad because you were remembering all the good times during this. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what it was. I I think weekends are always weird. I feel like I always feel my kind of most, like my lowest at the weekends during lockdown because weekends is when you kind of take time off and you go and see your friends, you go see your family type of thing. And every time weekends come, it's kind of like a reminder, really like, oh my God, we really can't do anything. During the week, I guess it's not as bad because you kind of keep yourself busy, you're working and you have a bit of a routine. But once the weekend comes and the routine is out the window and you're kind of like, oh my God, what is there to do right now? It really hit me yesterday. So that's why I kind of done a little bit of a, I miss my blah, 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 blah on my stories. And oh my God, the amount of messages people were sending me being like, oh my God, I didn't even think of this. And they were texting me saying, I just can't wait to be in the cinema. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't even thought about that. Like the most simplest things everybody is really, really missing now at the moment. And kind of anxiety is just building coming up to March, whether we'll come out of this lockdown again. And it's just kind of a never ending cycle really, isn't it? So how do you deal with that anxiety? God. <laughs> I don't (laughs) I kind of just just keep myself busy and I I like to keep myself focused and remind myself how lucky I am like I don't have I don't have kids I don't have like there's a lot of people that are in a lot worse situation than me and there's people that have family members in hospital that are sick right now and I kind of have to tell myself to cop on a bit like I mean you're missing the cinema get over it people are literally losing family members you know so I kind of have to just ground myself and just keep busy. That's kind of my medicine at the moment. <laughs> I think it's really important that you say that, though, because, um, yes, I get what you're saying. There are people who are definitely worse off than what we are. But yeah. I also think it's, it's really important to acknowledge that, do you know what? I am finding this tough. And just mm. because your battle might not might seem insignificant compared yeah. to somebody else's battle, it's yeah. still very significant in your life. So it's important to acknowledge it and to feel mm. it and not to feel Absolutely. guilty about feeling that way. Yeah. No, everybody is on their own journey. And whether you're going through something that's hard, the other person might be going through something else that's also hard for them. Everybody's situation is very different. So yeah, I think it's equally as as important that I am being vocal about like. I'm struggling, but also I appreciate that people are in worse situations, you know? Um, One thing I'm glad that you have been doing is you have been turning to music. That must be a godsend right now, a saviour for you. Yes, I've, I've, (laughs) we had like a meeting the other day about kind of our plan of action for releases and stuff for this year. And we were kind of like, which one are we going to pick? Like there's so (laughs) many songs. There's just too many. Because I mean, I, from last March, I was kind of like, I don't know if you remember, obviously, when we first went into this lockdown madness, everybody was like, right, this is the time to work out. This is the time to be really productive. So I kind of threw myself in overdrive from then. Um, I think I think around Christmas time was when I really kind of just took a break. So then January was really nice coming back into it, except fresh ideas and things like that. So I've just been 
literally writing nonstop. It's kind of a problem now. <laughs> that, that's a really good problem. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Can, can we go back a minute and we'll come back to your current music in a stick, but yeah. I, I want to go back to probably about eight or nine years ago because everyone's seeing Amy right now and they're going, oh my God, what an overnight success. Yeah. It doesn't happen like that. Like usually an overnight success is five or more years in the making. Yeah. So when, when was that moment when you went, do you know what? Yes, I can sing, but I can actually turn this into my career. Cause a lot of people think they can sing, but then they, they're brought back down to reality and yeah, go, yeah. actually no. So when did you go, no, there's something special I have here. Well, I've been working, I've been working trying to be in the music industry for the last 10 years. So it's absolutely by no means an overnight <laughs> success whatsoever. Um, I think it's funny because I try to remember, I try to actually think back when I did kind of flip that switch and make a decision like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Um, but it's hard because since I was a, a kid, like since I was like five, I was just like, that's what I'm going to do when I grow up. Now, don't get me wrong. When I was up until I was about 17, I was just too afraid. I was like, this is what I want to do, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. Cause I'm just too, I'm too scared. I wouldn't sing in front of anybody, like nobody. I wouldn't sing at family parties. I wouldn't sing at karaoke nights nothing I was just terrified I would not sing outside my bedroom so that's when I decided to do YouTube videos and because I kind of found like I'm in my room on my own like there's no one watching me I found kind of confidence in that and then little by little kind of throwing myself into really scary situations like just getting up and doing this getting up and doing this your confidence just builds and then I was kind of like well I'm already here I may as well keep going you know um, so yeah, it's kind of always just been something that I knew I wanted to do, but yes, there were times where I was like, I want to do this, but I don't know how I'm going to do it if I'm afraid to sing in front of people. <laughs> and then like you get exciting things happening to you, like the producers of The X Factor come to you and they're like, Amy, we want you to be a part of the show. And for about three years, you go, no, 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 no. Mm. Then you say yes, but it doesn't turn out the way you want it to turn out. Can you talk to me about that experience? Yeah. So that was such a such a weird it was kind of I'll explain the bad side of it and then I'll explain the good side of it yeah. so basically they were kind of contacting me for years they've kind of got scouts that kind of source talent online and try and get them to come to auditions and yeah three four years in a row they were like please come and do the x factor and I was like it's just not what I'm interested in and they were like we can guarantee you get to the judges houses type of thing I was like listen it's just that kind of tv competition was just not really my thing I just wasn't really interested in it um but then there was one year that I was kind of, I think, I'm trying to think what age I was. I feel like I might've been like 21. And I was kind of thinking to myself, this is not moving quick enough for me. Like I was starting to get a little bit worried, like time-wise. It's so funny thinking back, I was 21 and I was like, my career is over. So I was thinking to myself, right, like what's the worst that can happen? Like if I get a little bit of exposure, great, I'll just go with it. Um, so I decided to go for it. And I did the auditions in Liverpool and, in front of the judges got all yeses and there was kind of a lot of weird moments with the cameras and stuff my mom was going through treatment at the time she was really sick and um I kept kind of side catching them videoing her standing around and I was kind of like I just pulled one of the producers I was like this is not why I'm here like this is not happening <laughs> like so they, want to tell, they want so to tell guess, your mom they want to tell your mom's story rather than exactly focus on your talent exactly and I could tell by every question they were asking me was they were trying to build a sob story that's what they were trying to build and I just kept saying to them if if, if I'm not good enough for my talent I don't want to be here like it's just not 
it's not happening. So I got a phone call like a couple of hours before I was due to get on a flight for the boot camp to say, if you're not willing to tell your mom's story, we're not interested in having you. And I said, okay, then bye. And hung up the phone and that was it. Was the, was the decision that easy for you? Yeah, it was that easy, 100%. And my mom was kind of like, bless her. Like she was like, oh my God, this is an opportunity. Like, don't let me ruin it. Like if, if they really want to have me on it, I'll do And I looked at her and said, oh. are you joking me? I said, if they're trying to use you for like a storyline, I said, you must be joking me. Absolutely not. So I completely turned it down. Fast forward to like five months later, I got a, an email from Universal and then I ended up getting signed. So everything happens for a reason. <laughs> it does. And but that like, how do you deal with the disappointment though? Because you were strong in going, this isn't what I want to do, right? Mm. But there had to be a part of as well that was devastated I was devastated I really was because I think when people make lots of promises to you and you're kind of thinking oh my god this is gonna happen but I've kind of in a sad way I've trained myself with rejection now at this stage that when it happens it really doesn't affect me because I kind of go into every situation now not expecting things to happen if that makes sense so I kind of I keep myself grounded I'm not kind of like oh my god this is going to be it this is going to take off I kind of just well let's just see how it goes type of thing and it kind of just helps the rejection side of it then you know does that make you a bit sad that you have to develop that thick skin and not be able to like are you still able to enjoy the moment when you have to go in with that mentality yeah but I just think that's the industry I'm in I think like it's it's forever going to be a competition it's always a competition to see who gets in the charts who gets booked for this job who gets booked for this magazine blah blah blah. it's kind of always a competition so I just have to decide myself am I going to give into the competition or am I just going to do my thing and just see what happens and I I think that's when success happens when you're not competing with anybody else yourself and if you're in this suppose I've spoken to a lot of people who are in this for the fame and they may have, they may be the overnight success, the one that has the one hit wonder, but they don't yeah. stick around for long because yeah. you have to be in this for the right reasons. Well, you have to be in it for the love of music yeah. and that love of performing, whether it's a small crowd or 15,000 people. You know, I think there's been, there's been a lot of opportunities that have come my way for that quick fame. Um, but it's just never really been something that, the fame side of it, I think, for me, is always just like a little extra. I'm like, whoa, that would be cool if people really knew who I was. But it's not, it's not the force driving me to do what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing this because my dream is to be walking down the street and someone to go, oh, my God, I love that song. Or people singing the words to my songs, you know? So, yeah, how the fame. It, sorry. Um, how, does, how does it feel? Because you write from such a personal place, mm. right? So... We are so vulnerable when we put it out there. And like, mm-hmm. I know I keep diaries, I'm not very good at them, but I try to keep a diary and they, I have my innermost feelings there and I don't want anybody to read them. But not only are you putting your innermost feelings out there, you're putting them out there for us to connect with them and mm-hmm. then seeing them back to you. How yeah. does that, all of that feel? Is there ever a time where you just go, no, this is too much. I can't share this. Um, I think the hardest one was the song that I wrote about my mom. That was a, that was a difficult one. And I was kind of like, I had to ask myself, like, if I release this, am I willing to keep talking about it in interviews? Like, am I going to be able, able to perform it? Like I've only ever performed that song once live. Is this and, I'm okay? 
I'm okay yeah yeah and it was it was kind of like the hardest song for me to ever sing live so I kind of in my mind I'm, I'm never like okay let's add I'm okay to the set list I have to really it's kind of an on the day thing like am I all right to sing this song today type of thing but in saying that the rewards that come back from it are messages of people saying oh my god I needed this and I remember when I was a kid and I was a teenager going through kind of insecure ages and things like that I think of songs that actually helped me in that time there's there's nothing more powerful than listening to a song and thinking oh my god this was written for me oh my god every word in this song was written for me um so that's definitely rewarding but yeah there are of course times when I'm like oh god this is just I just don't want to cry you know I don't want to cry when I'm on stage um but I kind of enjoy that release in my kind of secrets or my diary entries to the world because again when you open up to people and you're honest it's just it's 10 times more rewarding because people really get to know who you are and everybody like there's always going to be somebody else that's feeling the exact same as you and you start conversations as you said you know there's we we never know where we're going to find solace and especially when it comes to grief I think it's such a tough thing to go through and you sadly did lose your mum a couple of years ago and for you to put that song out there is really important because I think when it comes to grief we're not very good at talking about it and we're not very good at like it's one thing to be going through it but it's like people aren't very good about asking you about it either so like it's this vicious cycle like how do you deal with the grief? Yeah like I remember this is what inspired the song was I noticed for like a good year like I'd say just almost a good year after my mom passed away, everybody that was like, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm grand. Listen, I'm grand. I'm busy. That was like, I just constantly brush it to the side. And I got to a stage where I then had to keep up that mask and I had to keep up that, like, that I'm okay. And that's what inspired the song. Like, I'm okay not being okay. Like, this is, yeah. this is a really, really hard time in my life. And I kind of selfishly would go in and out of these kind of like, oh my God, like it's so unfair. People get to go for coffees with their mom and I don't have my mom and selfishly thinking, oh my God, I'm the only one that's going through this, but there's not. Like everybody has lost somebody in their life. Do you know what I suppose as well, when it comes to grief, I think something that we all need to talk about as well, everyone goes for the first year, people tend to be there for you. And they're like, you're okay. You're, you know, what can I do? What can I do? And it's like, Amy, it's been a year. You need to get over it now. And it's like, no, it is something that will be with you forever. Like I know people who have lost people who are very important in their lives and it's been 10 years Mm. and something will happen. And they'll be upset and people have turned around and gone, you should be over it by now. It is not something yeah, no. that you, you learn to live with it, but it's still painful. Yeah, no, I'll forever be changed by that. I, yeah. since then, I'll never be the same person again, but I had to decide in myself, am I going to allow myself to be a better person or a broken version of myself? And yeah. I know my mom and I know that she would want all of us to be a better version of herself because we seen somebody that all like all she wanted was to live that was it so when there's stupid little things that like I think back I'm, I'll never forget there's little things that kind of just stick in my mind I'll never forget I was getting ready for a night out and I walked into the sitting room and I was like mom is this all right type of thing like standing there and she was like you look gorgeous I was like my mom my hair is wrecking my head look at the state of it and she looked at me and she was like are you serious it was when she didn't have her hair and she was looking at me like really your hair is in bits 
and I remember I just absolutely we just two of us just burst out yeah. laughing and I was just like you're right I sound so ridiculous I think when you go through some like something like that of course it's going to change you but like that it's just it's taught me so much it's made me just be so grateful for things and it's really humbled me about a lot of things and made me realize this really isn't a big deal about mm. a lot of things that I would have stressed about you know and has it also helped you find your voice, especially in this industry where you walk into a room, Amy, and you could be the only girl in the room, you could be the youngest person in the room, and as a result, people think they can silence you. Yeah. How have you been about finding your voice? Yeah, I think, <laughs> see, I'm, I'm very, uh, it's a negative trait I have, but I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. Um, but I have definitely been in situations um where it's been kind of that boys club nobody's listening to me type of thing um, and I'm definitely getting better at it I've had a few situations where I have actually spoken up and kind of scared myself I was like whoa you did that scared but I yourself think, in a good way yeah in a good way yeah. and I think the problem is I was always thinking in my head don't let people think you're a diva oh my god forbid like if you speak up and if you say I don't like that actually or that's not what I asked for oh god I don't want to be considered a diva and that's I can say yeah that's like something I've learned from and I'm not doing that anymore but it's very hard when you're in the moment and you have six men looking at you as if to say like who does she think she is you know it's quite hard so it's definitely something that I'm still working on yeah we need to change diva to a term of empowerment and not you know like rock star for a man is like oh my god look at him he knows what he wants Whereas when diva is thrown out, it should be like you are a queen, you are amazing. Whereas diva has negative connotations. Yeah. We should all be divas. Yeah. We should all take control mm. of what we want in our lives. Yeah, no, it's 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 either you're a diva or you are a boss if you're a man, you know? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, it, it is our job as females in the, in the industry to make that effort to speak up and say, but it's also the men's job to hear us yeah. change, you know? We can't just yeah. keep, having to explain ourselves all the time, you know? And this is why I love when women come together and it's mm. not excluding men. I think we need to work together with men as well. Yeah, but sure. when women come together, we can achieve so much. And you did that <laughs> at the end of last year with Women in Harmony. You blew everyone away with um, the rendition of Dreams. What was it like to be a part of that collective and still be a part of that collective? Yeah, that was the, I think that was the best thing that came out of last year. It really was. I think in a time where I, we could feel the frustration building in all of us women, like we could feel it, but we didn't really have much connection with each other because we didn't cross each other's paths very much because like I've said a couple of times, like let's say there's a festival or a show, there would be one woman on it. So all the guys knew each other because they constantly kept meeting each other at shows and festivals and da da da. But us women, we never crossed paths because there'd only ever be one of us, and I we'd always be fighting for that one spot type of thing. Um, so we never really got to meet each other and build that kind of connection. So when we done dreams and it was all obviously virtual, we started a WhatsApp group chat, and it was kind of it just literally just blossomed from there. And we we were all feeling the exact same way, but on our own because everybody was kind of, it, it felt very lonely. Like I felt like quite lonely in the industry because I'd see like these cliques of guys and they'd all know each other. They'd all be mates. They'd share each other's things. And us women were quite isolated from each other. Um, so since we've come together, it's like, it's like a sisterhood. It feels like we've known each other forever. It really has. Um, 
and dreams was just an absolute dream of a project it really was and see that's the thing Uh, you know you are in one of the most competitive industries going Mm. but someone else's success doesn't mean your failure Mm. someone else's success also means your success exactly and that's like that's something that I've noticed instantly from Irishman and Harry is we all genuinely want each other to do well because this is what we need. We need females to be getting booked for things. We need them to be on the cover of magazines, to be booked for these shows, these festivals. That's exactly what we need. So having that sense of support has just been, I'm kind of like, how did I live without it? You know? Yeah. Um, and every time somebody has a release, every time somebody does something, we're all on it being like, oh my God, this is amazing. And just again, that sense of support has just been amazing. It really has. And this is where I think it's important that everyone in their life, whether it be a personal thing or a career thing, have a mentor, someone that you could turn to for advice and then for you to be someone else's mentor. Yeah, for sure. And that's, I mean, I think that's why we're all so vocal on social media about things like that. Um, Because we do know the younger generation are watching and we kind of, we need things to be moving quicker at the same time. It is all great that we're now talking about women in music and it's something that people are talking about but we need more action now. Definitely more action. And especially when you're releasing amazing, amazing music like you are. Um, you mentioned there you've got quite a few tracks. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? Your EP Confession did so well. Um, do we have a debut album on the way? Not yet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just be releasing singles this year. Yep. And just because of the times that we're in when I do finally get to release my album, I want it to be something that I can go into a room and hug people and listen to it and share it in a crowded room of people. So I'm definitely going to hold off for that. Um, So at the moment, I'm just going to be releasing singles. Um, And they're all very different to what I've been doing so far, which I'm excited about. That's brilliant. You know what? In the music industry, you're no longer boxed into one category. It used to be if you released pop, that's all you were, a pop artist. But now you can be whatever you want. You just release the music and we'll listen. Yeah, it's great. I think you just have to just go by your own inspiration. Yeah. Like I've never, I've never really felt like, oh, I can't add that in. That sounds too country or I can't add that in, that in. It's too 80s or whatever. That's not really the case anymore. I think it's just whatever feels good and whatever you think sounds good for the track. That's what you do. Um, so yeah, it's quite freeing in that sense. Yeah, well, I cannot wait to hear what you've got coming. I also can't wait to watch you perform live. Hopefully you're headlining Whelan's at by the end of the year so september uh, the wheel changed to the academy we've upgraded to a bigger room so please oh my god how exciting (laughs) and you know what i love about you as i said at the beginning you are such a triple threat you write your own music you perform your own music but oh my god you get such a show when you're there because your (laughs) your dance routines are fabulous as well thank you i can cook as well add that to the list oh wow i that that is huge there we go (laughs) before i let you go what's the best piece of advice you've ever received hmm Um, I think just to be yourself and I know that sounds so corny and it sounds so cheesy and quite common but it's something that I have to keep reminding myself in a world where we are literally looking at comparisons every single day whether it's online or walking down the street and just be yourself stop trying to compare yourself I think my my favorite quote is comparison is the thief of joy that's like 
I want, I want to get that tattooed on my forehead. Um, so yeah, just be yourself and stop comparing yourself to other people and whatever you enjoy musically. Like if you're a young songwriter or upcoming artist, just, I know you're going to have a team around you that are going to tell you like, this is what you should be doing. This is what you should be doing. But if it doesn't feel right for you, you have to just not do it. Cause if it's not authentic and if it's not yourself, it's just not going to work. So be yourself. Well, Amy, you keep doing you and shining in your own way because the sparkle you're putting out into this universe, I am absolutely loving. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much for talking to me. Thank you.